0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first podcast prequel of Force Toast. It's January 2019, and Laura and I recorded this last summer, the Monday after Comic-Con.
1: We won't bore you with how and why our launch was delayed, but we're really proud of how this episode turned out, so we're going to share it with the world.
0: Thanks for giving it a listen, and yes, keep in mind that this was recorded last July, so there may be some outdated references. Hello there. Uh-oh.
1: Hello, everyone. You are listening to Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. My name is Laura, and I am one of your hosts, and I'm hanging out in not San Diego with my co host, Alice.
0: Hi, y'all. Yes, we are definitely in not San Diego, and by that I mean we are in fact in Chicago, but we will be going over everything that we've learned from San Diego Comic Con. Um, Most of the news came started coming off from twitter to be honest uh (laughs) we're real professional you gotta love that instant feedback of social media yeah yeah it like made me cry in a walmart it's all good um so we've got books and tv shows comics general news all good things but first things first happy hour laura what are you drinking Happy hour.
1: I am drinking my, uh, my go-to classic Blue Moon. I'm sort of a picky beer drinker, and I, I love a good wheat beer, citrusy wheat beer. So there you have it. And what is the
0: vessel of said beer?
1: Ah, yes. The vessel of said beer is one of Alice's beautiful uh, Indiana Jones glasses. Very nice pint glass that she has lended me for the evening.
0: And what about you, Alice? What are you drinking? I have a 24-ounce Coors Light and I'm drinking out the can.
1: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classy one right here. I love it. Yep, you got it. I'm real. Alice can tolerate shit beer. Unfortunately, I cannot. My life would be a lot cheaper if I could.
0: Well, I think it's delicious. So let's go ahead and kick off. Um, I guess we'll just kind of go with the order in which we found things so the first day there was the 10-year anniversary panel
1: I have to say I'm really like surprised that they held this on day one of comic-con so I let's back up a little bit you've never been to comic-con correct Correct. I've also never been to Comic-Con before. I had every intention of going to Comic-Con this year. um, And then the tickets went on sale and the emails went to my junk mail. And I never had my ear to the ground low enough, I guess, to hear that the tickets were going on sale. So I missed my chance. But from what everybody had told me, you are more than likely going to get tickets to only Thursday and Sunday of Comic-Con when you are the when you're buying tickets for the first year. And I guess after you go on year one, in following years, you're more likely to get tickets to Friday and Saturday, which tend to be the bigger days. So I was really surprised when they held this Clone Wars 10-year anniversary panel on day one of Comic-Con, because I here I thought that that I would think something like that would have been held on a bigger day, but maybe not. I mean, it has its own
0: hashtag, so I concur.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised, but I'm happily surprised that it was on day one because then immediately the news just starts pouring out our way, which is great. So the panel on day one of, uh, of Comic-Con, the 10-year anniversary of the Clone Wars TV show, panel was hosted by Amy Ratcliffe of The Nerdist and the podcast Lattes with Leia. The panel featured guest Dave Filoni, the supervising director of The Clone Wars, Athena Portillo, who is the line producer, Ashley Eckstein, who of course is Ahsoka Tano, Matt Lanter plays Anakin Skywalker, and Kevin Kiner, who is the composer of The Clone Wars and also of Star Wars Rebels.
0: I can't believe that I didn't realize after watching all of The Clone Wars that the guy who plays Anakin is from the new 90210 Oh, I don't know him from anything except for this. He makes a cameo in Pitch Perfect 3. Oh, I didn't see that yet. Yeah, because I looked at him and I was like, oh, that voice. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's Anakin. And then I was like, oh, double shit. He's in the new and Oh, and I saw every episode of it. I watched all like 90 and 15 days. God, you watch garbage TV. <laughs> mm hmm.
1: Yep. 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 Uh, Well, shout out to Steel Wars for posting the audio of the panel. He got that podcast up real quick. Thank God. Um, I think Thursday night I listened to it like the night of the panel, which was really nice. Um, I know making Star Wars put up a video of the panel, but I, I don't know. I haven't watched that. I would like to see that because they did a lot of really fun like references to drawings and little sketches that Dave Filoni had done. Over the oh, course yeah. of the production of the show. So I would like to see that. Um, and I'll definitely watch it at some point. But it was really cool that um, to be able to hear it later that night. That was nice.
0: Totally. I didn't get to it until a little bit later because work was so busy. But I finished listening to the panel while I was grocery shopping in Walmart for canned wine and fake ice cream. <laughs> and then I was... I've been living under a rock for the past several days because work is work, and I started watching the trailer in the checkout line at Walmart and pretty much started, like, kind of crying out of happiness in Walmart.
1: Yeah. I had a similar reaction, but, like, literally in the middle of my cube at work, (laughs) which was great, Um, especially since I just had, like, a new person start the other day who got to witness that but he knows what he's getting into now so so let's launch in, launch into the actual news the news is that there are now 12 new episodes of the clone wars that are coming in fall 2019 to disney's direct to consumer streaming service which still does not have a name I assume they're not going to continue to call it Disney Direct Consumer Streaming Service. It's got to have a better name than that. <laughs> but, well, uh, but that's where we're at. And that is, so they released the trailer. Who like? Can you even imagine being in the room when they did that?
0: I'm sure everyone just about died. Because when I was listening to it, I I thought it's a lot quieter than I would have thought it was. But I think it was just pure shock that no one knew how to react for a little bit. So I think I can I can hear the
1: internal struggle as I'm listening to the audio of that panel and that people are trying to be quiet because they want to hear what's going on in the trailer, but they're having a really hard time containing their excitement, which is like the most relatable thing ever, which is why it's really great at things like Comic-Con and Star Wars Celebration, that anytime they play a trailer for anything, they always play it twice at least twice although I think I've only ever seen them play stuff two times in a row back to back so you get the full effect of it which is really nice because people do tend to make a lot of noise during run one and you get to you miss things so it's kind of it's a nice treat good insight I'd have no idea (laughs) so those 12 episodes are going to feature a four episode arc that will feature the siege of mandalore let's talk about the siege of mandalore a little bit
0: Mm. Well, we know those four episodes are going to be the last four because that kicks off Ahsoka to her novel.
1: That's a good point. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I just kind of assumed that they'd be like in there somewhere. That makes total sense that Mm -hmm. that, yeah, because that does tie into the Ahsoka novel, which takes place 18
0: years before the Battle of Yavin. She is hopping off Mandalore. Poor thing. That beginning was really sad, I thought. Um, So I'm just kind of wondering what is going to happen in the eight episodes before that. So there are a few glaring questions here. How does Rex end up with Ahsoka and not with Anakin? You know, he's not on Coruscant, and you'd think that he would be. I also was wondering if Obi-Wan... Well, yeah, I was wondering if Obi-Wan and Maul maybe meet again. How long does the siege go on for, you know? Or is it just all happening when they get back from whatever, when Revenge of the Sith starts? Or had it been happening? So what I read online
1: was that, or somewhere, and I don't know where, um... Actually, it might have been on Wikipedia, that the Siege of Mandalore is taking place during Order 66. So when Palpatine executes Order 66, that is where Ahsoka and Rex are when that moment goes down. And Rex doesn't turn on Ahsoka because Rex had his inhibitor chip removed. So as far as I know, that's when that goes down. But Wikipedia was sort of vague in that Order 66 happens... Rex, Ahsoka, and Maul are on Mandalore, and the three of them somehow escape. I assume separately and not all three of them together.
0: Well, there are only a few who took out their trips. There weren't very many. So I'm wondering if we should start a prediction list. I'm going to predict that, as we see in the trailer, when Anakin sees Ahsoka next to probably Bo-Katan, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, I wrote that in my notes, but that's
1: got to be Bo-Katan standing next to her, right?
0: I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'm totally going to assume that he sends Rex and lets Rex picks a few people to watch over her and help her. Because that's the only way it makes sense that they wouldn't be with him, right? Who's they? You mean, like, all the clones? No, just like a handful, like the group we see on Rebels, Wolf and uh, Gregor. Gregor, Yeah, yeah, because we know that
1: Cody was on um, Utapau. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and we know that Cody's at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, if I remember. He's fighting the Battle of Coruscant. Is Rex in the Battle of Coruscant? I don't remember hearing that name at any point, but I suppose he could have been there.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because that all happened in Coruscant. That all happened within a matter of days that would have been concurrent with the Siege of Mandalore, so he couldn't have been in both places. Yeah, that's true.
1: So it'll be interesting to see where the timeline runs with this, because it's really... It's it is sort of vague, and like the Clone Wars has also always kind of been sort of weird, and where, or not always, but I guess the first couple seasons where they jumped around in the timeline a lot, and like God help me if they're doing that in this twelve episode season, I always found that so incredibly confusing. Although, I guess it's like if the first time I watched the Clone Wars all the way through, I didn't know that they were doing that because they don't make it super obvious.
0: I don't know. I don't even remember.
1: Really? They like, yeah, there's a somewhere online and maybe it's even on the Star Wars website. You can find the actual chronological order of the Clone Wars. And it's not the entire like series of the show is not in chronological order. I think until like season three or four, they do finally start going in order.
0: Hmm. Learn something new every day.
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) weird. But I'm hoping that they don't do that this time around because it just will make it so much easier to comprehend and Mm. place on the timeline if they don't. Uh, Burt breaks.
0: <laughs> Where is like So I have the to worst. take so many Burt breaks during this with this beer. Damn it! Yeah, beer problems. Um, so my other prediction, apart from Anakin sending a crew <laughs> or letting Rex pick a crew, is that he will not see Ahsoka face to face again.
1: Oh, that's interesting and sad. It is. Oh, but you're, like, probably totally right. Because, like, what reason does she have to come back to Coruscant? None. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm
0: bombed.
1: <laughs>
0: hey. Oh.
1: But, no, that's totally, that's totally believable, I think. And it makes sense.
0: Yeah. I also wonder if they're going to try and work in, like, the beginning of the forming of the Crimson Dawn. Because Ooh. this is, you know, where we... Last no mall is in the prequel
1: era. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See, that's kind of what I was almost thinking. Like, it would be sort of nice if the Siege of Mandalore was at the beginning of this 12 episode arc and that they, like, maybe followed them a little bit after, even for like one or two episodes, it'd be so nice. But that wouldn't make any sense because that's not in the Clone War anymore and the show is literally called The Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> yes. That is all very valid.
1: But that would be interesting, because I'm really curious to see, like, how does Ahsoka get from Mandalore to wherever the hell she is in the Ahsoka novel? How does Maul get from where he is to Crimson Dawn? Like, these are all valid questions I would love to see explored, but they're going to be taking place outside of the Clone Wars, so we're probably not going to see them on screen in this.
0: I could see us with a two-episode arc just about what Ahsoka's been up to and meeting, you know meeting Bo-Katan because it's a way that you can kick something off without having to necessarily worry about strict continuity. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah so the trailer itself what what did you pick up from it or is there anything popped out at you? Um nothing really popped out at me with the exception I mean
1: right off the bat Here's a question for you. How did you, when you watched the trailer the first time, how did you like listen to the audio of it? Do you you have earbuds on? Were you just playing it on your phone? Yeah, earbuds. So I was playing it in my earbuds too. And I was like blown away how good the sound was for that trailer. Holy shit. I'm like, I don't know what they did differently than anything else I've ever seen. But like the way that those bombs exploded... During that like opening tracking shot, my god, it sounded so good. It was like so real. It was amazing. I was really, really impressed. So that was the first thing that jumped out at me. The second thing that jumped out at me was the fact that um, Ahsoka was not wearing the and I don't know the proper name for it. I should have looked this up, but it's like the headdress sort of thing, like the tiara thing. Yeah, yeah, that she wears. I didn't see that, but I did see what looked like part of the like Mandalorian kind of helmet like I'm guessing it must be like some sort of calm link or something but in the place of that like headdress tiara thing she has on she had this like this thing that sort of looked similar to what Bo-Katan has on when she's not wearing her helmet and that was one of the things that jumped out to me too I was just like oh so it's probably safe to say that she's on Mandalore and has been on Mandalore for a while when she is coming into communication with Obi-Wan and Anakin what about you
0: did anything stand out to you? Well, I thought the whole montage the first half with all the clones talking and the helmets and it just kind of it brought back a whole bunch of memories especially some of them you know are gone like fives.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: Um so it's just kind of like it, it was just really cool how they put all that together and then the music that picked up as soon as all the helmets explode. Kind of like binary sunset and force theme, a weird combination of that. It just gives me chills. As far as when we're seeing the actual characters, the only thing that stood out to me was Obi Wan. We saw him just in traditional plain robes, and in most of the Clone Wars, he's wearing armor. Right? Oh, you're totally right. Good call. So we must be like
1: real. I and mean, that's what people were saying is that we must be really close to like. Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan, because we don't ever see him in armor in that film, Uh -uh. which is interesting. Um, But, yeah, I did notice the facial hair. I did not pick up on that, that he was
0: wearing the robes. Good observation. All right. We've got a few prediction things that we can write down. The last thing I'm curious about is will we see Kanan? What planet was he on when Deepa died?
1: Mm, my guido am i wrong i could be wrong mm, no that was someone else i think wasn't that kia it's d dies on my guido yeah so yeah i can't remember i god damn well we things. have these things called computers and good god us. wouldn't it be weird if we each had one sitting in front of us where we could look this up I But no, you're totally right. I really am like, that's what, that's another thing I keep seeing online is people being like, will we see Caleb Doom? I'm guessing not. I'm really guessing not. But I would really like it. I would also really just like, is it, I also would really like a cameo, even if Caleb isn't in it, of Deppa Balaba. That'd be cool to get to see her because she's like, she's in one of the movies for like a second. Yeah. yeah. And we don't ever, we don't get a lot of play from her. And I really do like, I like her look.
0: Yeah, I think it would be nice just to have a little cameo at least. It wouldn't bother me <laughs> as long as it made sense, at least to some extent, which that would be totally easy. Uh, I think that's all I really have to say about the new Clone Wars. Except, really excited about it, and uh, I'm gonna need to rewatch it all for the third time before that happens.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was I, I'm really excited. It's gonna be really fun. I'm like I'm I'm excited for any Star Wars animation news. Anytime I get it, I'm pumped. So this will be this'll be great. And I think p I'm 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 kinda curious to see if it like draws in more fans, like more of like your casual fans. If this sort of play on like being really close to Revenge of the Sith is like a draw for anybody who's never watched the animation and has just seen the films.
0: Well, first off, it's kind of the streaming service, who all's going to have it and have access
1: to it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the streaming service is going to be like all Disney, which my thought is like, who isn't going to have that? If you can have access to all the Disney and all the Marvel and all like the sort of Disney classic animation in addition to Star Wars, that seems like a pretty big draw for me.
0: So I'll be using your login. <laughs>
1: uh yeah probably and that's totally acceptable you and i'm sure my dad and my brother and my sister and yeah we'll have to find i'm curious to see how what the limit is on the number of accounts and the number of simultaneous users
0: perfect yeah yeah well and then the last thing about the clone wars well in addition they're very prequel heavy with what we're getting right now i love it of course but I think this will also calm down some of the uh, very vocal in the not pleasant way people.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. It's really been nice to see the sort of outpouring of love that I've witnessed online the last like four or five days. It's been like really nice. It kind of like takes me back to like, I don't know, back before like The Last Jedi came out and everything just went so sour in the Star Wars fandom for so long.
0: So, we're recording this a little bit early. It's the Monday after Comic-Con. I woke up today and looked on Twitter, which I'm still trying to figure out. But I looked on Twitter, and I just thought, all is quiet on the Western Front. What do you mean? It was just, it was quiet. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of
1: blatant arguing, I see your point there. No, that's a good point. You don't see a lot of people being like, no, I'm pissed. The Clone Wars are coming back. Let it die. Like, that's... Yeah.
0: There wasn't anything that I've seen yet that people were bitching about at first. I did see a little bit
1: of some people being like, This is appeasing all of those, like, bullies that came to every Rebels thread and tweet and were, like, just hashtag save the Clone Wars and moved on. And part of me sort of understands that because I really love Rebels, so I'm going to, like, die on the hill that is that show. But this this is a good thing. People are pumped about this. It's
0: great. Oh, yeah. So I think we're now on day two and this one makes me really happy it's the um, the publishing panel they had about 13 or so writers and the two main books that we have coming are one about Qui-Gon Jen and Obi-Wan by Claudia Gray and one mostly about Padme by E.K. Johnston who wrote Ahsoka which one do you want to talk about first, Laura?
1: Let's jump into the Padme novel. There's a lot more information out there about this uh, this Queen's Shadow Padme novel by E.K. Johnston than there is the Master and Apprentice. We don't have a whole lot of news or information
0: on that yet. So let's jump into Padme. All right. So for anyone who I have not shouted about this so much, I have cracked open... 20 Star Wars books in a 12-month period. I was wearing that I was running out of canon that wasn't made for five-year-olds or on coloring books. So this makes me really happy, even though I have a little bit of a uh, weight. That's fine. So E.K. Johnston, she wrote Ahsoka. You know, she has familiarity with the Star Wars canon reader circle. That was my first Star
1: Wars book, by the way. My first novel was the Ahsoka novel.
0: I think it was my fourth.
1: Nice. Yeah, it was a good read. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, easy read. Pretty quick. It was a pretty quick read. I'll give it oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was... it was way short. So the book's going to be called The Queen's Shadow, and it is about Padme changing from queen to senator, and... We've also had a quote from the author that it's about Padme and Sabe and identity and politics and change and concrete. I don't know what concrete means. I took that from Twitter and then she said something about a pun.
1: I saw that. I didn't understand what that meant either. That was interesting. But my but before this news came out that this was going to be a sort of Padme and Sabe, um, story I, I was really curious as to who this person I mean, who this person is that she was referring to she did have an earlier quote where she talked about the person right behind Padme and that's all we had for a little while and that and by a little while I mean like a day before the next her next quote came out which was awesome <laughs> Um, but yeah I'm like I here I was thinking I'm like could it be Dorme who's played by Rose Byrne in one of the film in one of the prequel films which one Attack! Of the Attack clones. of the clones. That's right. Um, or could it be Cord? I thought that like Corday would have been, uh, yeah, been an interesting story. Yeah, that would have been an interest an interesting story to explore, though, because she doesn't got blown up. She literally gets blown up within like the first three minutes of that film or whatever. And I'm like, that would have been interesting to see like what their sort of backstory was. But this is interesting that it's going to be Sabe because. Here she is in the Phantom Menace, sort of ordering Padme around when she when Sabe's in disguise as the Queen. And it's just kind of you can kind of see the smirk on her face every once in a while when she does it. So it'll be interesting to see the relationship sort of build between the two of them
0: in this in this novel. I'm excited. Yeah, or to just see what happens to it, because I always assumed that the handmaidens were picked based off resemblance to the queen so that they could switch out and kira knightley is natalie Portmanish, but jamila looks very different so i'm wondering if the handmaidens are out of jobs when the queens leave yeah that's a good question because
1: they, they would have through... aged yeah they go through all that training though it's like it's really interesting that they would They would just, like, have to move on from there. I would think that they could still act as, like, bodyguards or something. I don't know.
0: It might be kind of like Olympic gymnasts. You can only do it so long and then you're old. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It's an interesting comparison. Yep, I'm full of them. I'm here all week.
1: But it also would be like, oh, you're out of a job because of the way you look now. It's like, oh, I don't know if I see the... Welcome to being a woman... Yeah, for real. But I'm like, that's interesting that, I don't know. It just seems interesting that that'd be the case. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to learn a little bit more about it. Do we know
0: much about the Handmaidens besides... Besides their bodyguards and doppelgangers? Yeah. I
1: mean, like, do we... We we haven't had, like, a comic in the canon or anything like that about, like, a hand the Handmaidens' backstory or their training or what
0: they go through to get to that level. I don't think so. But I have a couple of... Other thoughts on Shadow? Well, first three words more CO Bibble. The governor.
1: I'm so glad that you have an opportunity to express this desire for more CO Bibble.
0: <laughs> or more barbar
1: drinks. Yes, I did it. Everybody drink.
0: Barbar drinks.
1: <laughs> I'm uh sh- can we talk about the timeline a little bit cuz I had to sort of break it down for myself to kind of figure out where the hell we were
0: uh, sure so I'll talk through these years each queenship term Sure term. each queenship term is 4 years Padme had two that puts us at 8 so she was queen until 22 years old, and Attack of the Clone starts when she's 24. So she will have been a senator for two years. So we're somewhere in that transition period, whether we get like two years of queen and two years of senator or just like the one year period, no clue how much it's going to span, really. So I have a whole bunch of notes of things that I'm curious to see. One of them is if we'll get to see more about Captain Panaka. Because in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, we see that he becomes a moth. You know, and you don't really think of him as someone super authoritative when you're watching The Phantom Menace. So I'm kind of wondering if... We'll see any part of him that lends itself towards what he becomes being a moth for the Empire. Granted, he's a good moth, according to the novel. Yes, according to what has been written. But I think that would be interesting, seeing how someone good gets down with the Empire. Right?
1: Because we really don't know what happens to him. After the Phantom Menace, besides when we jump forward in the timeline to Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Alderaan, he
0: gets blown up, too. Oh, yeah. That's sad. (laughs) (laughs) So another another thing that came to mind is if we're going to see any more out of House Palpatine, because his family was very wealthy on Naboo and clearly He has a lot of influence in Naboo and with the senator and with the queen for that matter. And I know Plagueis isn't canon, but I do think it's something that wouldn't surprise me if Disney brought in, because it doesn't really have any huge holes when it comes to the plot, I don't think. And so in Plagueis, we see how Palp's, organized he like he orchestrated everything to get padme elected queen because he knew her parents and he knew a lot about her and knew that she'd be easily manipulated so i would wonder if if we get a perspective of him watching her and plotting like oh can i make her fall in love with anakin or anakin fall in love with her or how can i manipulate her to do this in the senate or the new queen anything like that again i mean i know it's not it's not canon but disney has been throwing a lot of uh random tidbits from legends and eu right no, that's a good point.
1: It would be interesting uh, if they made those like an interlude. You know how they have like interludes in some of the novels where oh, they sort of jump aftermath. to different place? Yeah. That would be an interesting way to pull that off.
0: If yeah. I were writing this Star Wars book, that's how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the last thing that I just want to see a little bit of is Padme's family. There were scenes with her siblings and parents that were cut out of Attack of the Clones, Anakin met her rents. That was a ballsy move there. But we see them at the funeral because it's, it's like, well, who are these random people we're zooming in on? And the mom has like this really cute turned up nose. It's very distinctive.
1: Huh. And the little girl that we see is allegedly her sister, right? It is her
0: sister. According to the outtakes, there's a lot that we could see about Padme and Obviously, between the ages of 14 and 24, one changes significantly.
1: I'll be curious to see how much Jar Jar is actually in this novel, because he has to be in it, right? I mean...
0: I bet he is.
1: I bet he is, but it'll be interesting to see how much... where they decide to pump the brakes and how much they decide to use it. I'll be curious to see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, she did have that ceremony at the end of Phantom Menace where she gave, like, the... Like the lightning bowl. The lightning ball. Yeah. You know, where you, you touch it and it's shiny. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're so weird like gun guns. It's like the weird throne room equivalent of the prequel trilogy. That's true, except there's like a shiny ball. It's like one of those like remember those static electricity toys? Like at Spencer's. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer's and it was just yeah. like it looks like lightning, like yep. force lightning, and you put your finger on the the glass and all the little lightning bolts go to your finger yep I remember that it's like that but cool <laughs> <laughs> or Our what Spen- I think it's cool <laughs> are Spencer's gifts still around did those all close uh I wouldn't be surprised if it was absorbed by hot topic go. or there's something called lunchbox too right yeah that seems
1: seems legit I don't know I'm not hip I don't go to malls I don't know <laughs>
0: Those are all my thoughts on Queen's Shadow. Anything else on your end, Laura? No, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be really interesting to get another book by E.K.
1: Johnson and I'm kind of excited to to read some of her stuff again. And I want to go back and reread Ahsoka now because of all this Clone Wars news and kind of where that's all gonna be set in the new
0: episodes. But Yeah, I'm pretty I'm curious to see where she takes it. The next book about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan by Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray's amazing. This She's is be the her- best. Yeah. This is going to be her fourth Star Wars novel. The other three being Lost Stars, Bloodline, and Leia Princess of Alderaan. Highly recommend you read one of those books if you're not sure which. Lost, Lost Stars. stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lost Stars. It's kind of Romeo and Juliet, but also a lot of insight into kind of the raising of the imperial soldiers and how they're indoctrinated and things like that
1: and it spans the entire original trilogy which is really fun i love that book so much oh yeah
0: so the other two leia princess of alderaan it's more young adult but you really get to see the organas The role they had and you get to really know them, but you also see how they started the rebellion and what all went into it. And then seeing young Leia is really neat, too. Bloodline's probably the most grown up of the three, I guess. Yeah, that's a safe, I think that's
1: a safe conclusion.
0: Yeah, so Bloodline takes place about five years before The Force Awakens.
1: Six, I think, but yeah, you're right
0: something around there it's leia being a badass it's got a lot of political depth a lot of it's very complex and it's really really interesting to see it shows how she started the resistance which in retrospect really mirrors how she learned to do that off her parents from leia princess of alderaan yeah so Laura, your favorite is clearly Lost Stars.
1: Yeah, by far and away. Loved it. That's another <laughs> one I would like to go back and reread at some point soon because it was just I like I remember reading it the first time and like speed reading it because I just wanted to get through it and like find out what happened next. And there's a lot of it I think I just like didn't take in and so yeah, it's on my list.
0: So I I did love Lost Stars, but it's my least favorite of the three. You're kidding. Really? I don't like that mushy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a cold, dead heart, and I love that book. So I'm curious to hear what your favorite tw-
0: what your favorite one is. I'm gonna go with Bloodline because I like the complexity and all of the um, uh, the political trickery going on. That's another reason I really like the prequels. Is there's a lot of There's a lot of complexity and depth with regards to the government and how that's kind of a catalyst for all the shit that goes down. So that's the one I would pick, but they're all fantastic. Claudia Gray is like God's gift to star Wars publishing. I'm pretty sure. Amen. (laughs) Yep. So her book is going to be called master and apprentice, no cover art. And we have a release date of, February twenty sixth, twenty nineteen.
1: I wonder when the cover art will come out because it's sort of interesting that this comes out before Queen's Shadow, and we've got cover art for that, which is gorgeous, by the way. It's beautiful. Natalie Portman on point. Yeah, it's great. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for this. We other, I don't know. Other than that, we really don't have a whole lot about this. They didn't talk about this much in the panel, from what I I understand. yeah, so I mean, so let me see. The Nerdist did put a quote that it's set in the period leading up to the Phantom Menace. The novel will explore the mission the Jedi were on before they were pulled into an adventure that would alter their lives forever. So, saved, it, so it's basically leading up to what is it, Finis Valorum calling them and being like, "Hey, go check out this trade blockade," like whatever they were doing right before that.
0: Yeah, but adventures can last months and years. So I have a whole bunch of thoughts again, referencing, again, back to Plagueis. I'm convinced they're going to bring this in to some extent, but in Plagueis, it also mentions Qui-Gon being the Padawan of Dooku, and it shows his kind of rebellious streak and how he was actually kind of around when dooku was approached about a clone army not canon but that's fine i'm i'm wondering if maybe we'll start with kind of where he kind of starts to pull away and being more rebellious just finished his apprenticeship or was dubbed jedi knight what have you and then maybe he gets Obi Wan assigned to him to try reining him back in, kind of like when Ahsoka got assigned to Anakin in the Clone Wars.
1: Mm hmm. No, that makes total sense. I think that's a decent prediction. It'll be interesting again to see kind of where in the timeline this falls.
0: Yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking it spans, or in my imaginationing, my imaginationing. Jesus <laughs> Christ. In my imaginationing, I'm gonna spear down. I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down. In my imaginationing, I swear I'm not an idiot. I'm really smart. It's fine. I like the idea of seeing young Obi-Wan because we know that he's from Stew John. Like the planet is that name?
1: Is that canon or where did we learn that? Is it just in Wikipedia somewhere?
0: Sure. It's canon, but I'm kind of like, well, why don't we use that somehow? I don't know. You know, there's no point. Just do something with it. (laughs) I know. So young Obi-Wan, the other thing that I'd want to know is if he ever met Dooku as one um but would we see him and Satine at all because they were younger Claudia loves her some romance they were younger and he it was some mission where they were out in the wild for months or something like that do you remember
1: I don't remember the the, all the detail from that that arc in the Clone Wars but I i didn't even think about that and now i'm like really pumped for it because we know claudia gray loves her star cross lovers so
0: <laughs> our star wars cross lovers mm-hmm. leave that one in all right done so um i was wondering maybe that and then that would explain why he's such a fucking dick in the Phantom Menace. Because he got pulled away from his lady friend.
1: Yeah, he's all bitter and blue balled. Aw.
0: I know. Poor Ewan McGregor. Poor Obi-Wan.
1: Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Bless Aww. his heart. Sad. I know. Okay. So another publishing news, other news that came out of the uh publishing panel, in addition to those, the two adult I know what are we going to call them they're not adult novels because that makes them sound like porn or something (laughs) the two Star Wars adult novels
0: it's Jar Jar and that ostrich queen lady getting it on
1: hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) bow chicka okie day (laughs) oh my god oh my god I don't know if that would be better as a blooper, just to leave it in.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, can, I kind of I think we just had a stroke of genius there. God,
1: I'm mortified. Um, <laughs> I'm not. That's fucking pep
0: All right. So talking about the
1: goddamn <laughs> comics that came out of this publishing panel, um, there so there wasn't a whole lot that stood out besides the novels we already talked about in the comic series. Um, to me personally, the other stuff was mostly aimed at their young children so have at it kids but uh one of the comic series is going to be 30 issues spanning the three trilogies so we're gonna have age of the republic age of the rebellion and age of the resistance i'm sorry age of resistance
0: wait i'm confused like i thought there was just age of the republic and it contains eight books two a month for four months
1: Maybe it is, but they said 30 issues total. Oh. So some of them might be. I had just assumed that it would be 10 of each. But maybe there are some that will be more than others. So Age of the Republic
0: is definitely eight. Okay. Two a month. What I'm curious about, I didn't see the information about the others, but the way they grouped them. They said the first month would be Qui-Gon and Maul, the second, Obi-Wan and Django, third, Anakin and Dooku, and fourth, Padme and Grievous. You think it's gonna be one of those point of view things where we're looking at the same story from each of their points of views? I read that
1: uh let's see, IGN said that each issue would spotlight one hero or a villain from a particular era. But that's all I got. I didn't hear any of that, like, specifically who they'd be about. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: For Age of the Republic, each month is going to be one hero and one villain. Cool. The way they outlined it, I'm like, well, they could do the same scene from the different perspectives.
1: That sounds really boring. That's like what they did in season four of Arrested Development, and it sucked.
0: Yeah, I don't like that show.
1: Hmm. Really funny, except for season four. The so yeah do do you have any thoughts on I guess I, I think I had heard that Maul would be one one issue that was as far as I got
0: uh, I don't
1: care okay <laughs> the uh, the five issue mini series called Tales from Vader's Castle that was the other thing that was announced. So this is part of the Star Wars Adventure series by IDW Publishing. Those are generally aimed at a younger audience. I know that most of what I've seen from them has been Rebels themed or within that era, at least.
0: So when I first read it, I was like, ah, yes, it's going to be some Rogue One shit. We're going to see how he like was on Mustafar and like, oh, I'm going to make this thing my castle and decorated it and found the creepy old dude, you know, who's in Rogue One. Yeah, to sort of be the
1: groundskeeper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be about like him renovating.
1: I heard the horror series thing and got pumped until I saw that it was like the Star Wars
0: adventures. And I was like, oh, this is going to be kiddie stuff. Everything ends with someone Falling on the burning hot ground of Mustafar and catching on fire.
1: Happy ending, uh huh, for sure. I'm I'm picturing like Scooby Doo or some shit. Like I don't I don't really know how to interpret with how this is gonna go. So I'll I'll be curious to see. And I know that I'm gonna end up getting one because one of them's gonna focus on Canon and Hera. And I gotta get I gotta get me some of that.
0: I just want it to be mouse droids and those like lava bucket holders with like character masks taped on them.
1: Indeed. So yeah, that's really that's the only thing I have to look forward to at this point in terms of my getting my rebels fixed, I think is going to be Canon and Hera and this Kitty Comic. So we'll see how this goes. Um I'm curious to see how scary it actually is. They did say it's a horror series for all ages, but I don't know. I just can't. But that's about all we got for publishing. Like I said, there was a bunch of other stuff I think that came out, most of it aimed at young kids, so we're going to move on from there, I think. Fuck em. The uh day 3 was uh, our day 3 of Comic-Con featured a panel on Star Wars fashion and another panel on Hasbro Star Wars. So, which should we kick it off with?
0: Fashion's more fun. So, let's start with Hasbro.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, I am personally here's where we're going to dig in a little bit about me. I am not a big collector of these things. I've got a couple of Star Wars figures on my desk at work because that seems to be a good go-to gift for a lot of people to get me but it's not really my thing I, so I don't do a lot of collecting I do have my Hera Lego minifig on my keychains because I love Hera Dula, but that's about as far as it goes for me so this Hasbro thing wasn't as exciting for me as it may have been for you because I know you're maybe a little bit more into collecting than I am nope yeah, not by much. You've got more than I do, but again, it, it's
0: because it's gifted.
1: It's a go-to gift for Star Wars fans, so.
0: Yeah, my well my old one of my old coworkers, she was with her boyfriend at Walmart and saw a clearance section and mailed me a bundle of everything on clearance. She actually sent me two Darth Malls and I gave one to Laura. Is it on your desk? It is on my desk, yeah. Ah, mine too. Is it by your phone? No, my phone is away from all my figs. Oh. Mine's next to my phone to guard it from the bad juju because I get phone calls and there's no reason for anyone to be calling me. And I picked up and they, I say, who is this? And they go, well, who do you think this is? And then I hang up. Is that really how your phone calls go at work? Well, no one has any reason to actually call my office phone. So that it's 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 like prank callers, but not. Oh, my God. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, not the prank callers, but the ones who are just like. Oh,
1: like they're a Nigerian prince, and you have to send them money. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. So back to Hasbro Star Wars. the um... <laughs> <laughs> So we are scratching my rebel's itch again with these new Black Series figures that are coming out. Because here I am saying out loud that I am not big into collecting these figures. And we're about to get a chopper figure that is just fucking gorgeous. And I want it really badly. And it comes with a blast-off display base. Dude!
0: You need This that. shit is
1: awesome. And he looks so good. And I'm just like, I just kind of really want that. So I might have to buy one. Do it. So we've got Chopper coming out. We've got Brio from Solo. He's going to have a Black Series figure. And then we've got Ezra Bridger from season one. So he's got that long ass hair.
0: Yeah, who could care? Yeah, I'm not pumped (laughs) about season one. Yeah.
1: The other news that came out from the panel was that they're going to be bringing back some of the Black Series figures that I think have sort of long gone off the shelves and haven't been back in a while. So that's going to include Boba Fett, IG-88, Bosk, and Rebel Pilot Luke. So we're covering some of the bounty hunter bases and bringing back Rebel Luke. So that's exciting. Nice. Yeah. Anything for else from you on on stuff? No, we're not big collectors so we don't really even know what we're talking nope. about.
0: Nope. I mean, I have things. Like, I got a real tiny Ewok in the mail yesterday from Etsy to put in my terrarium
1: i saw that on the twitter
0: isn't it cute
1: it's so cute it's really fun and i love that like somebody responded to you and was like here's mine and i was like holy shit look at this
0: i know i was like oh i made a friend on twitter i think i'm up to 47 followers get it girl that's
1: awesome so yeah that's that's all we got on Hasbro Star Wars. Um, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what size these figures are. Like I think there's like six inch and there's three and three quarter inch, and I don't even know what the fuck these are that are coming out because who cares? But the uh Star Wars fashion panel. Let's talk about some fashion
0: work. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I was checking my Twitter followers to make sure I was still at 47. <laughs> Sometimes they disappear
1: and come back. Sure. That's okay. That's okay. It happens sometimes. Sometimes there are bots, and sometimes the bots go away. And I actually come back.
0: I lost a follower on purpose because this guy started following me, and he just looked like a total dick. So I figured out the block button or something, and it made him unfollow me. See, you're learning. You're you're doing. You're learning yourself up there with the Twitter. Twitter you're gonna learning. get there. Tweet learning. Yep. <laughs> Fashion.
1: So I don't even know who was, like, on this fashion panel except for Ashley Eckstein. Does anyone else matter?
0: Probably not. No. No. You know, I didn't even know that she was the one who made her universe until I followed her on Twitter. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) She's, like, all over the website. Well, I've gotten, well, I didn't know what she looked like or what her name was. Oh, that's really funny. I never looked it up. I never looked any of them up. So, I had no idea. And then all of my gear, I've, I think I've gotten all of it from Etsy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Or a big chunk of it from Etsy or T Public shops of other podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. I pick up, I'm getting that. Yeah. You're picking up what I'm putting down.
1: Yeah, exactly. I already said that out loud. I can't say it again, but I do have a, uh, I, I have a lot of stuff from Geek, but I have a lot of stuff from her universe. And by a lot, I mean like maybe three or four things and two more on the way because I had to get me that red-ish Ahsoka dress. I thought that was so cute. So pretty. Yeah. It was like, it was adorable. And I love the like super high neckline. What was the other thing that I bought? It was something it was from sweatshirt. the her universe. Yes, I bought that sweater, which I don't love the neckline on that oddly enough, so I think I'm going to cut that thing up and make it like an off-the-shoulder thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm pumped about that, but you know what's kind of strange is that part of that 10, it was the 10th anniversary of the Clone Wars collection that Her Universe, I think they they put that out just before Comic-Con or maybe like at Comic-Con because we had, I know that they had a booth at Comic-Con and they were selling stuff. I
0: think and- it was before
1: Okay, it, it was. I figured it was before because I think some people maybe had some stuff already, but the Anakin sweater is not listed on the her universe website, which is interesting. Really, because Matt Lanter is like wearing it in the promo photos, and it like looks awesome, and it like it, I really kind I kind of want one, but it wasn't listed on the website anywhere. So maybe they, it was like an exclusive for Comic Con, but I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, I'm is like
0: back ordered.
1: Yeah, like it, maybe it's already but normally they've got stuff that's even sold out already on there, but maybe it'll just be up soon. It was kind of strange to me that it wasn't already posted cuz I uh, I want one. Give me one.
0: What was her story for why she created her universe?
1: It was so she's got this really interesting story where she wasn't i don't know if she wasn't a star wars fan before but she wasn't like a huge star wars fan before she got cast in the clone wars and went out shopping for like a star wars shirt and just couldn't find anything for girls and that really frustrated her as it does all of us to this day still because it's still a hard find True, yeah so that was why i think that was sort of the origin story of her universe and it's just it's really cute but Yeah, it's still, it's not a totally fixed problem yet. It's still really hard as a woman to like find cute Star Wars gear. Like I'm all about tank tops. I don't wear a lot of, I do wear a lot of t-shirts and I own my fair share of t-shirts and I do wear them, but I am a very sweaty person. So I have to wear, I like my sleeveless gear and there's just, it's kind of hard to find like cute Star Wars tank tops for girls.
0: I still want to try underarm Botox for sweating
1: yeah I'm probably gonna resort to that at some point too
0: we should do it before celebration it'll be like a we can do a pampering party and we can get like blowouts and our nails done and Botox in our armpits
1: here's my fear though if I get Botox in my (laughs) armpits and I'm like a naturally extremely sweaty person like where's it all gonna go backs of your knees Ew. (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, how many people are going to be looking at the back of your knee? I
1: don't know.
0: And if it's winter, you'll be wearing tights. Or if it's cold, you'll be wearing, like, tights or leggings, and it'll absorb it. Just don't wear gray. Good call. Problem solved. Dang. Yeah. Um,
1: well, let's see. What else from the fashion panel um there's these new socks coming out from the company stance and my god are those things ugly did you see those oh yeah
0: it looks like uh like creepy there's like there's like this creepy cartoon or toys way way back when where they were like tube shaped kind of like weeble wobbly creepy
1: yeah they were kind of talking about, the guy in the, in the panel was talking about how, like, I think some of the Lego figures, like, inspired them, maybe? I didn't follow it at all. I was like, these things are just, like, fucking ugly, dude. So that's going to be, it's going to be a hard pass for me, but they'll be out of Christmas if you're into it, so whatever. Bioworld is another one of the vendors that released a new line of stuff, and holy shit, does it look cool.
0: I couldn't quite figure out exactly what Bioworld was. Or what I couldn't either did you
1: did you go to their website no it was like really weird you have to like create an account just to shop on their website yeah
0: you see you told me that and I don't like putting my information places so I didn't even bother see I don't I don't really <laughs> mind putting my information in places and I was still just like fuck it like whatever like
1: seriously make it easier to buy your stuff or like find it somewhere because that backpack was really cool and i kind of want one and they have like a jacket that's really neat too it's all like a lot of it's got the like the rebel alliance symbol on oh, it yeah. and it's just it all looks really neat and it's got great colors where it's not like i don't like really flashy in your face type of stuff i like a little bit more of like a subtle look and this the the jacket and the backpack were both a little bit more downplayed got it got it but that yeah i'm pumped for that i just would like to be able to buy it like easily you Fair. know, like a human being on the internet, yeah things are just handed to me.
0: Oh, you know, another uh, another fun fact slash observation. So I think in the Her Universe fashion show, they had the new Doctor Who, who is a lady. Oh,
1: yeah, Jodie Whittaker, yes. yeah.
0: So did you know Doctor Who is loosely linked to Star Wars? Ooh, um, via boss Bosque? yes, bosks <laughs> bosks <laughs> all the S's, <laughs> that Trandoshan stuff. Yeah, his outfit is from an episode of Doctor Who. That's awesome. It's a fun connection. Do you watch that show? Do you watch
1: Doctor Who? Mm-mm. I don't either. Um, I, I was like a, I was a gigantic Sherlock fan. Oh my god, I love it so much.
0: Love Benedict
1: Cumberbatch. Same. Match, botch cumberbatch cumberbatch yeah
0: you're a cumberbatch he's cumberbatch
1: (laughs) yeah stay with me i used to
0: think he was really weird looking and now i'm like you were oddly extremely attractive good (laughs) start. Wednesday just like brushed up against my foot, scared the (laughs) shit out. Oh my god! Mascot, mascot,
1: mascot. Uh, Alice's dog Wednesday is our mascot, and she just scared me. Okay, no, it's fine. She wants to come up on the bed, but not yet. We're busy. She's so good and so quiet. Um, yeah, I've never watched Doctor Who, but Sherlock is uh very closely related because it's a lot of the same people that are involved with it. So, mm. I I almost consider that like watching Doctor Who. Not really, but yeah, I have. I think I've seen one episode.
0: I mean, England's not a very big place when you think about it. Yeah.
1: It's pretty much like the same five actors who are in everything. Do- Doctor Who and Downton
0: Abbey and yeah. and Sherlock. Pairing is sharing. That's probably their motto maybe. It's beautiful. Um yeah.
1: Anything else from San Diego Comic-Con we need to cover? I think we pretty much covered our
0: bases. Yeah, I think that's it.
1: Cool man. Do we Let's see. The only other sort of news that's come out, it's been sort of a slow new summer,
0: Star Wars-wise. It has. Yeah. Except for all the Twitter infighting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to... No need to dig into nope. that, I don't think. Um, But yeah, Billy D. Williams, that was the other news that came out a couple weeks ago now when we're recording this. Pretty exciting that he's going to be back. I'm pretty pumped for
0: that. I'm curious to see what they have him do.
1: I know, I am too. Although I think it was like pretty obvious that this was going to go down when it the news was revealed that he was like working out and like on a diet plan or whatever. <laughs> so I'm funny. like, okay, well, <laughs> duh. Like that's what they did with like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Like you know that they're like pumping that dude yeah. up for this. Harrison
0: Ford's just perfect. He doesn't have to even try. Duh. Uh, so I was thinking about seeing Lando again today when I was walking the dog, and I. I was wondering if they're maybe going to go back to Cloud City. They have nowhere to go. They have nothing. That's a good point. They just have the Millennium Falcon.
1: Yeah. Were you so you think you're thinking that like the beginning of episode 9 is going to be them going to Cloud City to find Lando?
0: No. No, I think they will have already gone to Cloud City to start. That's rebuilding. a good point because we're we're thinking there's going to be a time jump. Yes. Yeah. So that makes total sense. I think I think their destination will be Cloud City, especially because, well, Lando's in charge. That helps. People can hide you more easily if they're in charge. But Lando had also, I'm pretty sure, according to Last Shot, had gotten really into technology and stuff yeah because he
1: was like sort of the man he was like manufacturing droids, I think, in yeah. last shot,
0: yeah, that book confused me, but that's fine. He could be a really great ally because he has resources of all types shelter, money uh, manufacturing, you know, you can twist and turn that any which way. That's gonna be my bet for him, yeah, that's awesome. I think
1: that's that's probably a pretty good prediction. Be curious to see where it goes, yeah. I don't know how much I have to say on Carrie Russell. That was the other news that came out. I mean, it's cool. Yeah,
0: sort of a wait and see. Yeah, and then other than that, solo digital release September 14th and then the 25th for everything else.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: There's also by
1: the, the by the time this comes out, I'll have already been out but Star Wars Rebels season 4 is July 31st. I'm pumped for that. I'm going to plan to go buy it immediately and watch the commentaries. That's my number one priority. I'll watch it with you. Yay. I'll be pausing it and taking notes and rewinding it. It's going to be really annoying. I'll watch it with
0: you, just (laughs) under one condition. What's that? You never quiz me on it. Done. Done. Perf. (laughs) Speaking of quizzing, it's trivia time. I've got some trivia for you. Do you want
1: to, who do you want to, do you want to start? Do you want to start? Should I start? You first, me first.
0: Um, how about you start first?
1: Okay. I'm going to go with my easy one, which, (laughs) last time I thought that I said I did some easy ones for you, I ended up not being the case. So tell me if I'm just being a dick. Um, don't worry. So let's start. (laughs) Let's start with this. In what season of the Clone Wars did Ahsoka first appear with two lightsabers? I have no fucking clue. Three? Yeah. Yes. Nailed it, dude. So I was I was trying to find the um exact episode that she appears with it, and I'm like 80% sure that it's one of the Mortis trilogy ones.
0: Mm, No, she was talking to Yoda about it, right?
1: Well, I mean, it's, in yeah, I mean, she was talking about Yoda about it in the, uh, in Forces of Destiny, but I didn't know exactly when that, Oh, that's yeah, Yeah, I don't know, like, when, and I don't know if, like, in the Mortis trilogy, if that's in a chronological order, or if then there's, like, a later episode that's, like, actually early in the chronology, so who knows, so I was
0: like, all right, I'll just go with season three, so good guess. Thank you. All right, question two, suck it to me. Question two.
1: What is the name of Jabba's sail barge? <laughs> it does have a name, and they did mention it because in the uh, in the Hasbro panel oh, notes, oh
0: man,
1: Xanadu. No, that's what <laughs> I'm going to name my sail barge, though. Uh, <laughs> Jabba's sail barge has a name, and it is the Katana spelled probably differently than you think but yeah i heard that i just don't care (laughs) i have it on my back or i have it in the back of my mind for trivia it's gonna come up someday i'm gonna be pumped about it um all right question three matt lanter who voices anakin skywalker in the clone wars has most recently appeared in what recently canceled nbc sci-fi drama series
0: is that that one about the time hopping people? Maybe. Yeah. The time hopping people one.
1: Sure. Close enough. Well, will count it as right because the uh, title of that series was Timeless.
0: Ah. It's going to break some hearts. People are really sad that that show got canceled. Yeah. He's really cute. I like God, his voice. He's so hot. I love oh, it. I know. You should watch the new 90210. It's such trash. And Hard pass. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. I did pretty good two for three yeah man good for you all right my turn let's do it mine are kind of fun good what is billy d williams full name
1: oh i don't know (laughs) i'm gonna go with william donald
0: williams (laughs) (laughs) it is william december williams jr oh my i know
1: that's a good one to keep in your back pocket. That's going to come up in trivia sometime.
0: You is that awesome? Has
1: that come up before? Nope. Yeah, me either. Interesting. That's a good one, dude. Awesome.
0: Okay. So, what famous actor was the most recent person to play Palps in the Clone Wars? The
1: most recent person to play palpatine in the clone wars i want to say was tim curry yes nice i know it wasn't a long stretch that he was on the show but i didn't know he was on. i had
0: no idea i just i knew from listening to the panel Mm -hmm. because they mentioned him and i was like oh my god i love tim curry so i'd given i'd written down hence just in case and it was aladdin Clue, clue there it is and rocky horror
1: yeah those are good hints but yeah no I, I did hear that that's awesome okay this is a
0: really fun one i think so we recently heard that carrie russell may be joining episode nine maybe, maybe is pretty much for sure uh this is kind of a reunion for her and jj after his writing slash directing debut with felicity what's the plot of felicity I never watched that show. I have no idea. It's Girl with Big Hair. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that is a big, it was like, it's a huge plot point when she cuts it short. Um, Felicity, way better than Dawson's Creek, in my opinion. Never watched either. It's about a big dum dum who passes on a full ride to Stanford to follow the popular football player to New York because he wrote like a standard bullshitty thing in her yearbook at graduation. Like oh you should come out or hope to see you or something and she was like oh it's a sign I'm gonna go to New York and be poor. That's the plot of Felicity? Yep. Oh my god it. And in the final season there's time travel. Ick. Oh god. It's it's, it's, I really like it, though. It's so much better than Dawson's Creek.
1: All right. I'll take your word for it because I'm never watching either of those shows. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Well, if you have an option, pick Felicity. Noted. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for another episode of Forced Toast. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. Send us your questions. We're for Pod at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much whatever you use to listen to podcasts. So don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you like what you hear, toss us a rating. Bye. Digital release seven seventeen. What are words? What are words? <laughs> what are words? <laughs> so low. know we can't drink beer anymore. It makes me burp too much.
1: Stroke in that Rebels fix that I need to have. (laughs) Why did you wave your hand around like someone farted over there? Was it your dog?
0: No, I'm just laughing. Just do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. I'm going to edit that one out. Yeah, no, no one's going <laughs> to know what that's <laughs> a reference to um,
1: Not everyone watches Shia LaBeouf videos. God. I know.
0: Did I tell you my friend was like, wow. Shia LaBeouf.